<laughs> Tim, good evening. Yes. Good evening. How are you Hi. Doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good, except for uh, I'm used to mornings. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you are battling a little. I saw you, by the way, across the screen. I saw across the glass there. You are laughing your lungs out also. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. You know what? I'm not going to say anything about that. But thank you. Thank you so much, Tim. Let's yeah. do this. Let's talk, Baba. What's happening? Yeah, so um been quite busy in the last week or so hiking in the mountains. Um, I've got to say I was hurting quite badly on Sunday from doing two five-hour stints back-to-back in the mountains. A very important question for you. To, I'm going to ask you now, uh, why? Because uh, they're there. And huh? because it's fun. It's yeah, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same, same thing Koketsu <laughs> asked me is why, but... Come with me one day and I'll show you why. It's uh, um it's great fun. He had at one point we went um last week Friday I took um Liesel van der Vestesen and Dion Bing and Coquetso and a couple of others um up into the mountain, up into Orange Cliff. And um at one point Coquetso turned to me and he was like, No, Tim, no, no, this is this is not right. <laughs> And I said to him, there's, there's three types of hikes. There's a one winch, a two winch, and a three winch. I said, so far we're on a one winch. Oh my. <laughs> and he didn't say anything further after that. But um, once we got up to um, Hell's Gate, which is an orange cliff, um, he turned to me. He just gave me a look that told me straight away that he, he, he was getting it. He understood yeah. exactly what I was trying to show him. And so it's, you know, everyone, everyone that's gone up uh, Table Mountain, Lion's Head and all of that, they say, you know what, the climb is part of it, but it's when you're at the top and you're Absolutely. looking down when you, this is, this is what it's all about. Exactly. It's that, you know, I'll tell you right now that I've never been up Table Mountain. Oh, then you've got to come with me. Uh, that's, okay. That's next of thing. next year. Next of next year. <laughs> I'll that's keep fine. recruiting that's more and more. <laughs> <laughs> next of next year. But okay. Look, uh, uh, to you listening at home, uh, this is our feature, Hiking with Tim. Tim joining us in studio, talking to us about the fun life of outdoors. He still has to convince me, by the way, about <laughs> that. But tonight, we're talking tricks, secrets, and gadgets for hiking. Yeah. But um, first, I just want to do like a recap of, of the past week. Um, and, and, and basically what, what we do every week is we just go over how many rescues have actually happened. Um, this past week was very busy. Um, there were two rescues that were overnight. So people mm. were stuck on the mountain. We weren't able to go and get them due to weather conditions or just too dangerous. Um, so the decision was made that we, we had to wait until morning when it was safest for, for the rescuers because it's no good, um, to Wasa members trying to go out and risk their own lives and endanger mm. their own lives. Um, you know, we can't help you if we, we injured ourselves. So Yeah. And and uh, successfully? Uh, successfully, yeah. They were all taken off successfully. And, um, yeah, uh, I think a lot of them got it's, – it, the weather is at the moment, it cannot be enjoyable. I haven't – I've been out a couple of weeks ago when it was about four or five degrees. And it really is not pleasant being out there. It, it must be very frightening for people. I'll tell you, my house right now feels like a freezer sometimes. Yes. Just inside the house to no, be exactly. outside in those temperatures. Yeah. So it's, um, right. yeah, we, we basically just try and, and drive home that the mountains at this time of the year particularly can be very dangerous. Um, one of the cases was um, a rock had, had dislodged. You know, when we've had this much rain, which we could do with a lot more, but um, when we've got rain like this, the ground does become unstable. Um, and when we went on this orange cliff walk 
I ended up being one of those victims that no. I slipped and fell myself. But so it just shows you it can happen to absolutely anybody. It's not mm. not just people that that don't do it regularly. You've got to really be on on your toes and and watch out for it. I I I, I don't know, Tim. I suppose I'm trying to go through the mind of a rescuer now. That you know you live for rescuing individuals out of situations yeah. like that. And just if you could walk me through that step, where you're thinking to yourself, guys, we're going to make this call. We cannot. Yeah, you, we cannot. What one thing I have realised about about people that do do rescue, um, mountain rescue in particular, is that you've got to be passionate about the mountains. You've got to be. You've really got to have a love for those mountains and and be prepared to go out at two, three o'clock in the morning and, and risk your lives. And luckily in Cape Town, we've got a lot of people that are part of Wasa that will go out with, with different um, skills. Um, so this week as well, I on Monday, I went and worked on the cableway where we did exercises um, lowering um, rescuers from the cable car down to a potential patient and then actually lifting up a stretcher into the the cable car so that was a new experience for me because i've never actually done a rescue from the cable car and the amount of effort and work that these guys put in is actually phenomenal and it's all majority of the guys are volunteer i was just about to ask just that i mean for 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 people to put in the time yeah there should be a remuneration and you're saying not these guys are just volunteering and they and what does it take to be a volunteer though for for something like that yeah you look at a lot of training um a lot of dedication um, and as I say, a love for the mountain and, and a good knowledge of the mountains. You can't just, not everybody can just join up. You've got to know the mountains. You've got to know, know all the valleys and the names. Um, a lot of our rescues are at night. So you've got to know that terrain very well because at night, mountains become a very, very different place. All right. I was thinking about joining, but now <laughs> you said mountains and then you said night. And dark and, and, and darkness rain and, and then rain and then yes, probably snakes. Cold snakes. Ah, okay. I'm sold. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll, I'll suggest others must join altogether to that. Yeah. But yeah, to you listening at home, by the way, you are not lost. We are joined uh, by Tim Landy. Uh, we're doing our feature, which is Hiking with Tim. And he's just telling us uh, telling us uh, this morning about the amazing rescues. It's been a busy week for them. But amazingly, rescues, uh, rescuers coming out on top of this one. And I'm just smiling to hear those <laughs> stories because I know I cannot do it. Uh, I can't, you know, I can't volunteer for things yeah. like that. You've got to be happy yeah. to have individuals as that. But all right, getting down to business once again. I mean, uh, secrets. Yeah, so the tricks, secrets and gadgets for hiking. Um, One of my favorite topics. I always love hiking with new people um, because often they will bring new things that that I haven't ever heard of. Um, So the tricks um, for for food, for instance, um, you know, things like uh, bringing trail mix. Um, I've had people that have, have... all sorts of different types of trail mix, which is things like biltong, nuts, uh, dried fruit. Um, but it'll be in a little packet and it'll be of a particular mix so that you would think those three things don't really mix terribly well. Uh, that's why I'm looking at you. Like, they do. What they, are you talking about? <laughs> um, one thing I've also realized when you're out in the mountains, you get hungry and your taste buds change. And so when you, you taste things like that, it, it tastes so much better. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself now that's something I could get into eating <laughs> that that I can do but yeah very important when you're on the mountains um and then drinking um the 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 drinking powder um is one of those things that also instead of taking a can of coke or um yeah uh, fizzy drinks or anything like that you can take water 
And then if you want, if, you, if you're not happy with just drinking water on its own, you can get this powder. Um, game is one of them that you can actually just add to the water, which will have um, things in it that will that'll help your body as well. Are there any other beverages that are... They're, you know, they're much more enjoyable <laughs> beverages I, that are you, are you. <laughs> I will admit on, on weekend trails, I definitely do take the odd alcoholic drink with me. Ah, yeah. Well. Um, but not while I'm hiking. Okay. But, okay. Uh, they don't taste so nice when you're hiking. But when you've finished a long day of, of hiking and you, you're sitting around a fire, um, your bones are a bit sore, your muscles are tired. Um, there's nothing better than having like a little bit of port or a sherry when it's, you know, 10 degrees outside. And you're sitting around the fireplace. It's really good. I nearly said, oh, <laughs> that would have <laughs> just I, showed another side to me. <laughs> am, I, am I slowly but surely convincing me? I think you are. I think you are. I think you're winning me over on that side. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, then um, then plastic containers as well, f- um, sealable ones. Um, th- there's nothing worse. And I, I have been on the receiving end of this when when you happen to fall into water or it rains and, and your food that you're so looking forward to is now soaking wet. So you learn that trick quite quickly that you've got to keep that food dry. So a plastic container, you can get them at any supermarket now where they've got the rubber seal around them and they actually lock into place. Um, that's also very good for, for putting all your stuff in, as well as cell phones. If, if there's space, you can actually put gadgets that you don't want to get wet. You can put it inside that. Um, yeah, and then one of my little tricks that I love to do, especially in summertime, not so much in winter, is um, get a small bottle of water um, and empty two-thirds of it out. And then you put it in the freezer and you let it set overnight. And then you take it out the next morning and you fill it up with water again, put it into the backpack. And by the time you're ready to drink it, that ice is now melted and you've got ice-cold water, which is a... I hear that. It is, I hear it is that. very nice. Oh, okay. I hear that. Okay. And then also on, on weekend trails, sort of like two-day trails, which I absolutely enjoy doing, um, vacuum pack your food. Um, there's nothing better than, as I say, a, a sherry or port, but what goes very well with that is a rump steak, which has been vacuum yeah. packed. So that that also just makes – there's nothing better than eating really well when you've worked really hard. You feel like you've earned it. All I'm thinking is, what are you talking about food, though? I'm thinking someone's got to carry this up this mountain. <laughs> well, they, they, that's why you've got to be very clever about how you how you pack your food. So that's why if you if you go out, don't go and buy five steaks. Buy one vacuum packet, and that's only carry what you need. Don't don't over don't carry two steaks when you only need one. I hear you. Tim, while we're on that, I've got a call on the line, Peter Peter in Milnerton. Let's take that call very quickly. Peter right. in Milnerton, good morning to you. Good, good evening. evening. You. Good evening. <laughs> ah, Listen, it's, uh, it, it was a thing that happened to me. And you know the sack that they used to put the wine in? And they used to do it in a five-litre sack. Yes. And uh, what, what I'd done was put uh, about two litres or three, two and a half litres in the sack for the next morning when I was uh, when we were leaving we were at a three day hike and um, I used the water the second I come to fill it up and what's happening is the water in places streams out of the mountain all the while yes. so I, I, put, I opened the sack I put some water in and then carried on my way and then I, I'll shorten the story then I couldn't keep up with the team <laughs> and you're supposed to work to the slowest 
Anyway, I heard a swish in the back just once. Oh dear. And what I had actually done, shortening the story, I'd put about five, four and a half litres in the sack. Because uh-huh. just hanging it with the, with the lid off and the hood, you don't realise what you're putting in. Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. Eventually, everybody had a drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, you know, that's one of the yeah, things anyway, you've always got to remember, that for sure. every litre you're putting in, you, you're adding another kilogram to your, to your, your weight. So, yeah, weight, is, weight, weight and size are the two things that you've really got to pay attention to when you're packing a backpack. As in, okay, so uh, it's it's all about taking the what okay the maximum things that you can take with you, but also the smallest S- quantities exactly that you can have with you. And so you become very inventive, and that's why I say the gadgets and the the tricks you you learn over time, um, the tricks and the secrets to, you know, you you see you can always see people who have not hiked a lot. When they they pull out five liters of wine, <laughs> and you know they're not going to drink five liters, and if they do, they shouldn't really be on the hike. My kind of people, my <laughs> kind of people that. But all right, and I mean one one of the things also I, I, I don't know. I'm still talking to the tricks. I'm not sure if I'm 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 I'm, I'm jumping ahead of the gun here. One of the things that always worries me is when people are going hiking, the sort of things they wear. You'd, yes. you'd look at people wearing like tights and I'm like, shouldn't you be wearing like uh, cargo pants or well, something? Well, yeah, so my, my next um, uh, tricks is, is clothing. Okay, okay, um, okay, okay. Clothing okay, okay. is definitely one of those things that you've got to, you've also got to um, be very aware of. Um, when I did my first trail, I was 10 years old. Um, the first day was 23 kilometers. Now, when you're 10 years old, you try and do 23 kilometers. That's the equivalent of work, walking from Hub Bay to town, which is a long, long, long way. Again. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why? Just why? Because <laughs> it's good for you. Look, I, I mean, it's good for the soul. <laughs> I mean, I've had so many people, Tim. I think you also wanted to know the answer to this, asking me, have you, are you into hiking? And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> for a good part of my life, I did a lot of hiking back at home in my village. I used to head cattle and, and ca- cattle and goats and everything. And we had to climb mountains. We had to go in through forests and everything. I had to swim to go get <laughs> animals that are stuck in mud. So I think I've done my fair share <laughs> of hiking. <laughs> but nonetheless. That just sounds like hard work. This is way more fun. Hey, hey, hey. Nonetheless, we've We've got another caller very, very quickly for you, uh, Tim. Uh, Rob and Melnerton, good evening. How are you guys doing, man? Very good, thank you. Like, uh, I want to find out the orange clove forest you're in, is that similar to the Nisna forest in terms of the vegetation? And then secondly, is there any rock pools and table mountain that one can swim in? Not that I'll swim this time of the year, but I mean like in summertime. I'll listen to the radio. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, orange cliff, the vegetation, I would say, is very similar. It's an Afro-Maintained forest um, to the Neisner forest. I would say the vegetation and the type of plants um, in Neisner forest could vary quite differently to um, orange cliff um, because there will be certain plants that will grow down here, but they won't, they won't grow up in Neisner forest and, and vice versa. Um, but still, orange cliff is definitely worth um, worth a visit. You do have to have a permit to go in there, though, um, which can be arranged um, by somebody like myself or, or a ranger or um, I think Mountain Club of South Africa um, that can lead people in. Um, they're very, very strict about you get 12 people per day um, going sure. in. Um, 
I've completely forgotten what the other question was. <laughs> uh, I'm trying oh, to the think. Rock pools. Yes. Was the rock pools. Um, yeah, the rock pools. Uh, mm, um, look, there are the dams, but you're not allowed to swim in them. Um, the rangers don't don't allow for it, and they do find people if they do swim swim in the. If you're brave enough, the rivers, there are small rock pools. I wouldn't say anything that you could dive into that I can think off the top of my head. Um, my daughter has, on occasion, um, climbed into the water. Um, she's one of those water babies that oh. temperature doesn't phase her. Not at all. I can't get my big toe into it. It's just too cold. <laughs> if I could just uh, break you there very quickly. The dams, any specific reasons why you're not allowed to swim with them? Are they for irrigation? or? It, look, I think... You know, it is drinking water, but they do put it through a treatment plant, so that I can't see being a okay. big issue. But they try and stop it because they don't want everyone going up there and swimming. I think okay. they don't want to. They don't want to start a trend. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I understand that. To you listening at home, by the way, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Twelve minutes now to ten. My name is Abungi Lenzelenzele, standing in for Koke Tsatshane. We are chatting to Tim. Where are we talking hiking uh, with him, and uh, most certainly he has. Or rather, he is trying to <laughs> convince me uh, to go to take along with him. I don't see it happening. Next of next year, maybe. <laughs> I'll consider it. But uh, yeah, Tim just working through us, uh, talking us through some of the tricks that we need to note whenever we go in camping. Tim, all back to you again. Yeah, so the clothing side of things. Um, one of the things that I've got, uh, I've sort of labeled it gadgets, but it's not really a gadget, um, is a three-in-one jacket, um, which a lot of the outdoor stores have. Um, and when I'm doing rescue at the time of the year, it's, that's what I take with me because it is, it's quite a thick, big, heavy jacket that is waterproof on the outside. And then it's got an inner lining, which is a fleece jacket, which zips into it. So the two become one jacket. So when you in, um, really cold conditions, like four or five degrees, that jacket will, will stop you from freezing to death. <laughs> which is very good which yeah, is a good very, thing very, it's trying a to very save good something. thing yeah uh-huh. <laughs> um and then yeah if you if you're just doing so if you're doing a, a, a one day stroll even if the weather is really great one of the things that you should always really have is a light waterproof jacket um and the the manufacturers now have come up with jackets that are incredibly light and and um also waterproof so they don't weigh very much they don't take up a lot of space but they will keep you dry and safe. I hear that. And then one of the tricks for clothing um, that I learned way back when was um, when you're buying boots, don't ever, if you're a size eight, don't buy a size eight. Always buy a size nine or one size up from whatever your shoe size is. You always buy one size up. And people always say to me, well, why? When you go down Nursery Ravine or Woody Ravine or even Plata Club, you will discover why. Um, because if you've got the same size shoe, your big toes, and not big toe, big toes are just going to slam into the bottom of your shoe and it's going to hurt. And yeah, then you, you, you'll get to the bottom and you'll, you'll be cursing. You know, I, I know that not from, for not from hiking. I used to work for, for spa back in the day as a, as a, as a merchandising manager. Okay. And, uh, we, there was this ramp that you had to go through. So you're carrying these heavy loads, but you gotta keep going down and up, down and up. And what I found is if you're in the same shoe size and I, I not, Two long nails, yes. but they keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I think two weeks later, it was all black and I completely lost the nail. You, you, you lose the nails, yeah. It, it's, so one size up is always definitely the best best thing to do. Um, 
it takes a bit of getting used to because you feel like you're floating around in your shoe. But when you're going downhill, you'll you'll thank me when you get to the bottom. <laughs> I hear that. And then to go with those boots, thick woolen socks. Um, because, again, if you're wearing thin nylon socks, um, y- your foot is going to be moving around and it's gonna, you're going to feel all the bumps and ridges and rocks that you're going over. So thick woolen socks absorb moisture away from your foot as well and they just add a little bit of extra padding as well. The only downside to it, though, is if you do get them totally soaking wet, you sloshing around, but that's the price that you pay. For. I could, I could just, I can just feel it now. I'm going to just hear the sound. But just thinking about that, also, uh, when we talk hiking, I mean, it's one of those things. I, I love going to gym, and I find that for most people, sometimes they're not going to gym to actually train. Mm. They're going to take pictures, and so um, they gotta look the certain part. They gotta, you know, they gotta be bright. And, yeah. yeah, and what you're suggesting here is protect. It's, it's just for protection. Yes. It's you know, for comfort. For, yeah, for comfort. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to take good pictures. No, 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 no. You look when you're out in the mountains, you're going to take good pictures anyway because the scenery is just so beautiful. But if you come with me, I'll I'll show you. You'll you'll see the good scenery. <laughs> or you can pack your tights, and then when you're up there, you can change into <laughs> yes, them, and yeah, then you, you can have that. Ah, yes. All right. I'll let you continue. <laughs> and then um, one of the things that has come in the last couple of years or so is buffs, which is that material that fits over your head. And around your neck um, and that's very good for summertime for, for when you're sweating and then in winter time um, like when I was out the other night standing in the cable car and we had both doors open now we 30 meters above the ground doors are open that the wind, wind is blowing oh. straight through the cable car yeah. and it was probably about five six degrees um, that buff just stops that wind going straight down your top and and even with a big thick jacket on, it's going to be really cold. Lovely. So the buff really works for that. And you can also, um, it's got multi-choice or multi-purpose. So you can you can almost use it as a beanie as well. It keeps your ears warm. Um, so it's, yeah, you can almost use it as a balaclava. Um, so it's, it's got multi, multi-use and it's very, very light. And oh, very I've, I've got a couple of those. I'll tell you how much. I've got a couple of yeah. those. And, uh, yeah, sometimes I forget not to wear them when you're going into a shop and I've <laughs> been stopped a couple of times. These things happen. <laughs> you, 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 you forget sometimes. Yeah. And then moving on to equipment, um, for, for gadgets and stuff like that. Well, this is probably one of my favorites. I, I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store when I go to an outdoor, um, shop and I'm always looking for new stuff. Always looking for new gadgets and things oh. that we can can use. New stuff that's on the on the market. Um, yeah. So like one of the things that I've found recently is um, a solar powered lantern, and it folds down to a little bit thicker than your cell phone. And so it concertinas when it opens up. You sort of clip it out oh, and okay. it opens up, and the light it emits is is um, emits is is fantastic for for its size and very light as well. So again. Weight and and size, it's uh, it's fantastic. Everything. Yeah, it's a fantastic. And, and just just talking to price, though, you do, you do find that I mean, if you check at other stores when you look at these gadgets, they they can be a bit pricey. But surely can, there yeah. are other uh, places, shops where people can go buy second hands and and things like that. Or is that advisable? Um, yeah, I mean, there is. Boots, I definitely wouldn't say go and buy second hand because there's a reason they're second hand is <laughs> because they've yes. they've reached their, their sell by date. They've um, it's time for them to to go um, and, and not up the mountain anymore. Yeah, um, yeah I mean there, there is there is stores, but generally, yeah, if you're gonna, 
I suppose what I'm asking is that for someone who wants to be an avid uh, climber, wants to start joining into the sport, obviously I want to contact you. Yes. And so, I mean, for something like that, would you be one of the best people to say, listen, Tim, um, I want to start this thing. I don't know. I don't just want to yeah. go to a buying spree and buying things I don't need. Oh, yeah, no, I you mean, can spend you, a lot of money if, yeah. you, if you really want to. Um, it gets very expensive. What I would say is start small and, and start with the essentials like hiking boots and a, and a backpack. Um, and then move on to sort of rain jacket and um, start small. Start doing the, the, the kind of small walks that are an hour long and, and build up. I wouldn't say uh, go and climb Kilimanjaro straight away. You know, it takes time and effort and, <laughs> and so energy to I get know, there. I know what you're saying, but <laughs> <laughs> I can just see it now and I wake up the next day. All right, Kilimanjaro, come. Come, let's do this. Okay, fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that... Um, Start small and 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 and, and build it up. Um, I yeah. In the last year or two, I've sort of replenished a lot of the stuff. Um, as and when I can get it, I buy it. Um, because boots now. I mean, my last set of boots was the most expensive bit of equipment I've ever bought, um, which was around about three and a half thousand rand for a pair of boots. But obviously, I'm putting them to maximum use. You obviously don't have to spend that kind of money. Um, to start yeah. with You know Tim I could spend a lot of time Chatting with you But you know Ash next to me Is telling me We are out <laughs> of time You know You don't mess with these guys But here's one quick SMS Very quickly Where it says Tell him to take you up Hiding Ascension And then across Carl's Ledge Good starter hike It doesn't sound like A good starter hike <laughs> At all Definitely That's not. from Graham And he says P.S. Buy boots in the late afternoon Preferable when you've been On your feet a lot Your feet will sell During the day But thanks for the advice Mark To you though Tim I mean I want to start I want to get involved i want to follow you on uh, climbing these mountains yeah how do i contact you so you can contact me on twitter which is uh, at hiking cape town my facebook group um, is cape town hiking with tim lundy and you can get me on email which is tim at cape town hiking um and i think yeah that's those three things and then you if you would like to start hiking you can go out and get my book which is Family Walks in Cape Town. All right, you're going to have to write that name for me so that I can reread it again in the second hour so that people know that there is actually a yeah. book and they can get a hold of you whenever they want to. Sure. Tim, listen, thank you so much, man, for coming to join us in the studio. And uh, yeah, me. let's talk next of next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that next of next year.